0: what's going on everybody it's your boy fatal from fatal fanfare and fatal foils we are now on spotify stitcher google and apple Podcasts. get us and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts thanks for tuning in this is part one of a two-part episode because e3 is humongous thanks for tuning in Oh my god, it's that time again! I can barely contain my excitement, thank you and welcome to Fatal Fanfare. Guys, it's that time of year again in the middle of summer. It is hot, it is intense, but what's more hot and more importantly is the video games. The video games are in full bloom as the Electronic Entertainment Expo graces us with its presence once again since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. We now get a full look into the industry with the return of E3. Thank you for being here. It is June 15th, and remember, as always, support your local comic shops. It is Comicshoplocator.com if you want to know the formula of how to find your local comic shop or your local trade shop. Localcomic.shop if the first one doesn't work. Happy E3 everybody, the time of year again when spring gets hot and the gaming industry is Hotter Masters of the Universe dropped with a trailer before the weekend showcasing Kevin Smith's new creation for the He Man universe, bringing an immediate likeness to the original 1980 series in full force nostalgia. We see the ever villainous Skeletor fighting against Prince Adam. Stay tuned for the deep end, deep dive on Prince Adam He Man in this two part episode. This is part one, so we won't be able to get into the deep dive by the end of the show. But We will be covering the majority of E3 in part 1 of this show, but before we get into the video games, we have to spotlight the June Gay Pride Spotlight of the Week. Last week we had uh, Legend of Korra, and this week we have the return of the spotlight with the Green Lantern. Not Hal Jordan, not Jon Stewart we have Alan Scott, the original superhero in the DC universe to take on the name Green Lantern. Alan Scott, formerly a married father of two who first appeared in 1940, tips readers off to his sexuality early on in the comics when he gives his boyfriend a welcome home kiss. First introduced in 1940, we see the original version of Scott that was straight over the years and got married to two different women and even had kids in 2012 an alternate version of the character was introduced in the dc universe who was gay and had never married a woman this will be the first time that the golden age version of the character is confirmed as gay alan scott comes out in the comics in infinite frontier number zero written by out comics writer james Tinian the fourth as we have covered in this show before he actually wrote one of the dc gay pride superhero spotlights for the Notable number ones last week go check out my boy google james Tinyon the fourth he's got a classic game of thrones style name and he gives us incredible dc comic content He told the story of his twin children, uh, referring to Alan Scott, his children Jade and Obsidian, that he is a gay character. Back in an earlier time, I kept a part of myself hidden from my friends and peers, he tells them. I even let myself get married a few times to women I did love with all my mind, but I did that knowing there was something about myself I was hiding away. This is ahead of the news that Green Lantern's coming to the HBO Max streaming service in a big, giant, expansive DC way. The HBO Max, series is developed by love simon and arrow creator greg berlanti berlanti even called out the show as the biggest dc show ever made so that's why alan scott is our green lantern gay spotlight hero of the week moving on to the big 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 news of the week and the reason i hope the majority of people are here because i myself am here in full freaking force excited to talk about the video games that were unveiled all this week at the electronic entertainment expo starting off on monday with the bethesda and xbox e3 showcase before having their pre-show the uh summer games festival and the first thing they brought out was big daddy todd howard he's trying to sell me Skyrim again, but I will let him. Phil Spencer mastering that multi-camera transition as he looks from left to right amongst the show, addressing every single one of his technological spots, his, his advancement in E3 production history, his hosting. You can tell this man's very familiar on stage. Todd Howard looked just casual. He looked like something out of an Abercrombie advertisement. Todd Howard can sell me Skyrim <laughs> as long as Todd Howard wants to. Um, We got to look at the new fable avow elder scroll 6 and a whole lot more that we're going to deep dive into later into the show after the notable number one segment as a part one of a two-part episode for fatal affair uh the first of our two-part you know any two-part episode we've ever done so that's kind of really exciting for me but very long very arduous, as I comb through every single corner to bring you these facts. Jeff Keeley may have parted ways with E3, but he's not done with the video game broadcasting industry yet. The presenter hosted his new digital-only Summer Games Fest last week before E3, which ended with a reveal trailer for Elden Ring, which had basically a harmonious chorus buzzing throughout the show the entire time. I kept comparing games to Elden Ring. I was like, well, what game has the hype and the momentum and the audience behind elden ring that was anticipating that game's arrival for so very long almost in an end game fashion looking for it in what would metaphorically be the disney plus shows being like is this elden ring is this is this the trailer is this the gameplay they finally want to show me for me to buy the next from software dark souls universe installment yes please yes please yes please george rr R. martin i know you're done with game of thrones you've been done since season 7 wink wink season 8 but it doesn't mean you have to stop because i really 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 need this game so we are moving on to notable number ones not in a fashion to get rid of the e3 news but so that we can get it out of the way in a big bad way so that we can get into e3 part one of part two so we kick off notable number ones with ablaze comics coming out with space pirate captain harlock number one as an adaptation from the anime series laiji matsumoto helms this project releasing june 16th set within the timeline of the original series, this brand new Captain Harlock adventure marks the beginning of a new story arc. Planet Earth is threatened by an upcoming invasion by the Sylvidris, and despite being banished as a pirate, Captain Harlock won't give up trying to save the world. This time, the source of danger comes directly from Earth, not outer space. A team of scientists discovers as the Sylvidris mausoleum, where they find information about terrifying genetic manipulations and a destructive power capable of either providing the Sylvidris with immortality or putting an end their civilization. The unprecedented cold spell hitting Earth might only be a taste of what this new enemy has in store. Will Captain Harlock and his crew manage to solve this mystery and save the Earth from yet another menace? Find out in Space Pirate Captain Harlock Number 1 coming June 16th. Aftershock Comics is back with Seven Swords Number 1 by Evan Daughtry. June 16th, a weary jaded (laughs) D'Artagnan is drawn into a final conflict with the wicked Cardinal Richelieu. my goodness the cultural terminology and the cultural names is astounding the uh country of origin i'm assuming being french really helms a lot of these names it sounds beautiful whose ruthless quest for power has led him to the supernatural but the last musketeer can't defeat these infernal enemies alone to save the world he'll need to join forces with seven iconic swashbuckling heroes don juan captain blood cyrano de Bergerac. oh my goodness these french names to name a few seven swords who must overcome their host of differences and work together if they have any hope of thwarting Raichalu's diabolical plans. Coming June 16th, Seven Swords Number One. By Boom Studios, Save Yourself Number One, a part of a four-part series. By Bones Leopard. Coming June 16th, what if magical girls weren't Earth's champions at all? AL felon and Jen, better known as the lovely trio, first burst onto the scene five years ago when they saved Earth from a surprise space monster attack. Since then, everyone, including Gigi, whose brother died as a bystander in a lovely trio battle, idolizes them as superheroic pop icons. But when Gigi witnesses the lovely trio battling a monster firsthand, she sees something that causes her to question everything she thought she ever knew about her heroes. Coming and Save Yourself, number one. On to Clover Press, Great Gatsby, number one, by F. Scott Fitzgerald, coming out June 16th. Whether you already love the book or are experiencing it for the first time, we've got you covered, it's all here. The Roaring Twenties in all its glory the decadent parties, the gangsters, the car crashes, the love triangle, and so much more. Young and old can appreciate the dedication of veteran comics creator Adams and Coelho as they adapt this American classic story into the classic American art form of comics. So we beat on Boats Against the Current, Born Back Ceaselessly into the Past. Great Gatsby, number one. On to DC Comics, they've got two massive titles coming out in a little bit of a light to Pride Month we get represent number one a showcase of dc heroes showing and flaunting the greatest parts of themselves be yourself in represent number one coming june 15th by dc comics we get supergirl woman of tomorrow number one of eight part series coming June 15th that focuses on the classic story of supergirl kind of in the middle of it kind of batman year two style we get a look at a Kara supergirl in the dc universe operating as she does on her day-to-day outlook. Things, you know, like dealing with modern day struggles in the more modern day of uh, 2021. Not like the Supergirl movie that we get where she's trying to play softball and uh, find some sort of orb to save her race. We actually get a realistic look at Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number 1 coming June 15th by DC Comics. Image Comics is coming out with Compass number 1, a 5 part series coming June 16th. Writers Greg Rucka and Robert McKenzie are back. Greg Rucka I'm sure a lot of you know within this comic industry shahida al-amin is many things scholar cartographer astronomer mathematician Scientist explorer adventurer and when need be two-fisted fighter setting out from baghdad's legendary house of wisdom during the islamic golden age Shahi's quest brings her to the 13th century where in the country in the republic of britain The welsh are whispered to possess the secret of eternal life But shahi is not the only one after it coming in compass number one june 6 Jupiter's Legacy Requiem number one. The Netflix series may be canceled, but the comic series lives on as it always has by Mark Miller. This is a special double-sized issue, a part one of a five-part series. The next chapter in 2021's Netflix global phenomenon begins here as Mark Miller returns for the sequel to one of his most critically acclaimed series. Chloe and Hutch have gotten married and had more children. The superheroes are working in harmony with humanity and creating a perfect world, but all is not well in the garden of eden as the samson family gets ripped apart and the secrets of the netflix shows mysterious island begins to be revealed order big as this will be a juggernaut order wide because this might sell out netflix is looking to really push this series because after the cancellation what stands now is a testimony to a time capsule if you watch this show you're going to get a finite vision maybe a broader vision never expecting to be picked up by a season two hopefully that's how they wrote it so that i can go back and read this comment and continue forth within the literature Without the need for some sort of adaptation Not everything needs a TV show or a movie You can live within that universe So well as you enjoy it Moving on to more Marvel Comics With Captain America Annual Number 1 By Gary Duggan Coming out June 16th Captain America vs. Overtime The fugitive known as Overtime Broke out of death row When the Time Stone chose to bond with his soul Giving him powers he barely understood Now thanks to Captain America His time is up You can catch that June 16th by Marvel Comics. Demon Days Maruko number one by Peach Momoko coming out June 16th. In the shadow of Kirasaki Mountain, a secret history comes to light. The Demon Days saga by Stormbreaker Peach Momoko continues. Maruko Yashihidi hears mysterious voices and has strange dreams that feel real. Her red headed maiden who dresses all in black might know more than she lets on. What is the connection between Maruko and the creatures called Oni in Kirasaki Mountain? find out in this installment of the of this tale of magic monsters and marvel characters like you've never seen them before beautifully rendered by Peach Momoko book 2 of 5 of the demon days saga you can catch it in demon days marvago number 1 which is the monthly trade the monthly comic series they come out all you know coming into these trades that we know as full graphic novels that we know as full arcs if you don't catch these notable number ones if you wait a few months you relook up these series titles you come back to them in a full fleshed out manner so you don't have to wait episodically you can go read part one of five as a full five page book if you so well wish moving on with marvel comics to planet-sized x-men number one also by gary duggan hey he's a multitasker isn't he coming out with two massive titles under marvel comics coming out june 16th they came to slay The Hellfire Gala rages on, but bigger things are afoot a world away. Make no mistake, this is an X-Men book drawn by superstar artist Pepe Larraz. It is absolutely the most important issue of this month. Come out, uh, go read Planet-Sized X-Men number one by Gary Duggan. June 16th. Moving on to Scout Comics, Long Lost Prestige Magazine Edition Number 1 by Matthew Urban, Coming out June 16th, as most of these comics slated, Cosmic Horror meets Ghost World in Long Lost, the haunting story of two estranged sisters who find themselves drawn back to their small, southern hometown to unlock the disturbing mysteries that are hidden there. With all roads leading back to their enigmatic, secretive mother, join Scout Comics in this new prestige edition of the first two issues of the critically acclaimed comic series Long Lost featuring a new cover from Sweeney Boo. That's Long Lost Prestige Magazine edition number one, June 16th. Also from Scout Comics, we get Claire and the Dragons number one, but from Scout Comics, Scoot! The imprint Scoot from Scout Comics is coming out with Claire and the Dragons number one, where villagers talk about the crazy old hermit Lontar who lives in the caves. They say he stands guard against dragons that will never come. Creatures that exist only in his mind. Young Claire is the only one who believes him and has befriended the old outcast. She doesn't realize that he has been training her to fight and telling her the ancient stories for a very special reason. Lontar wants Claire to take his place and save the ungrateful people who mock them both. Soon their laughter will be replaced with cries of help For one brave girl armed with only her fighting staff will be the villagers last hope in Claire and the dragons number one. Scope Entertainment finishing out notable number ones with Bell Sirens by Dave Francini coming out June 16th. There's nothing like a great song to put you in a good mood, but Bell is going to be doing anything but enjoying what these creatures have to say. Tune in for this can't miss issue packed with 32 beast hunting pages of action you won't want to miss. Moving on with E3. Here we are, the meat of the show, the bulk of the entertainment, the spotlight for this week besides the June Gay Pride spotlight, but not without, you know, some gay pride notables themselves. In both the developers and the characters of these video games that were seen and showcased over the weekend from June 12th to June 15th, kicking off at the Midsummer Game Festival, June 9th, June 10th, we got an insane slate of games coming out. We got these games ranging from AAA titles to indie hits and everywhere in between. Uh, It's definitely the time of year where I I keep my lookout for all developers far and and wide for what they have to release even when they get their hands on massive AAA titles themselves you definitely want to see what new things they bring to the table and oh my goodness what things did they bring e3 kicked off packed with big announcements from publishers including microsoft ubisoft and square enix microsoft teased to kick off our e3 fatal fanfare e3 coverage here we go from around the gaming industry welcome developers welcome gamers welcome viewers welcome everywhere in between this is fatal affair with the fatal fanfare e3 coverage thank you for joining me again if you don't want spoilers for these video games and you intend to look up e3 yourself look up the spoilers because we won't be able to tell you what is and what is not a spoiler i would say everything involving this show today may or may not be a spoiler um definitely on the side of comics and everything else this is primarily a spoiler show and as such i'm going to be bringing you minute for minute coverage minute for minute detail and minute for minute recap on most of the streams that appeared this week this will be a two-part series part one primarily focusing on microsoft bethesda nintendo and then part two on hopes and dreams for the gaming industry from me with a wrap-up for the tv the movies and um the deep end deep dive on he-man prince adam so tune into part two if that's what you came for but stay in stay nonetheless if you want me to spoil e3's coverage for 2021 let's do this boys so e3 kicked off and my oh my there was just so much especially in the terms of what happened when microsoft purchased bethesda a few months ago there was definitely a lot of hopes a lot of uh concerns considering what bethesda was capable of with microsoft and they definitely made a point to say that a lot of the games that were coming out were exclusive and a lot of games were not exclusive So Microsoft, he's Starfield. A sci-fi epic from Bethesda. The game is slated to launch November 11th exclusively on Xbox next year in 2022. The hardware, technology, and the team, as they stated, brought us the first gameplay video for Starfield during the Bethesda and Xbox showcase. A beautiful shot of a moon landing. I don't know if it was the Apollo 13 or what it was. It was beautiful. An optimistic musical score opens with a violin. An angry violin. Almost like a swarming bee. Like, da-da-da-da. Na, 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 na. And <laughs> I was already totally into it, especially by the time the Blue Man Group style drum showed up, letting me know, ooh, this is deep, this is wide, this is spacious and a lovely female British voice for the voiceover asking what's out there, referring to space. Notes written on all the personal care items and lockers in the spaceship showing a more human side, an emotional investment to the idea of space pioneering. Very Star Trek style vibes, I get a No Man's Sky type feeling, maybe like an early Destiny type concept in the gameplay. I didn't really know much going into this other than the Xbox exclusivity tag for the game. Uh, Starfield looks like a very good pull for the Xbox side against Sony, and they weren't afraid to let you know that it's an exclusive bringing the games to everyone everywhere on all devices as they stated on the e3 stage everywhere but sony and nintendo services i mean how are you gonna say something so bold well i ask how but we definitely know it's about showcasing and the idea was definitely about we are xbox and we own bethesda and here we go because sony comes back with their shows and their exclusivity a little bit you know selfishly they're always like here we go we got spider-man oh you like the mcu well we got spider-man um <laughs> it's not just all about spider-man <laughs> so sony's definitely not afraid to show it they're not afraid to flaunt it they know what they got also that we saw in the bethesda and xbox showcase we saw stalker 2 heart of chernobyl a 4k high use of ray tracing sort of game opens up a trailer of russian mercenaries speaking russian around a campfire before opening up on a first person perspective with a familiar shooter look something like battlefield meets Fallout, but in a still somewhat currently grounded and fantastical feel. The campfire scenes serve as a plot device to help move through the gameplay clips, showing otherworldly beasts, beautiful ballet dances, and an open grey world to an eerie green lab and Dead Space-esque monster. Sort of feel, battleground, kind of conflict. Uh, not to belittle the originality, it looks plenty original, showing a world that leaves me wondering how deep that the world goes. I will say one character reminded me of Leon Kennedy, if he fell off the wagon, uh, coming out April. April 28th, 2022 in day one on Xbox Game Pass. Ubisoft unveiled during their conference a new game based on the Avatar universe called Avatar Frontiers of Pandora that releases 2022. You're going to get a deeper dive look into the world of Avatar, what's supposed to be a trilogy coming from James Cameron's cinematic universe. It was a fantastical world. They released a game much early on. I'm pretty sure Ubisoft was also the people who made that game and it had a multiplayer mode that was a little in depth for a A movie game, but if everybody remembers what Spider-Man 2 felt like, I guess there's no such thing as too in-depth for a movie game. Considering what we got at E3 for Avatar, it definitely looks like a good step forward. And don't get me wrong, there's other movie titles in E3, even in these showcases, such as Guardians of the Galaxy. But we'll get to that. Uh, We get a Plague Tale Requiem, a CGI trailer revealed for Plague Tale, showing a series of uh, a sea of rodents and epic medieval battles, where the chivalry meets Game of Thrones feel. A Plague Tale Requiem comes out 2022 and day one on Xbox Game Pass. It looks bonkers. If you're into the medieval feel but a little more grounded, just that little extra spice of World War Z style can really push you over the edge. Can really make you feel like you're in the Dishonored world minus the supernatural activity. Unless, you know, you count a sea of rodents supernatural then call Sam and Dean. Cause it's got supernatural written all over it. Yakuza Like a Dragon, available today. Looking like it wants the throne for over-the-top RPG sandbox games from titles like Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto. A trailer showing mischievous lobsters, munition chickens, and powers from the gods. Yakuza Like a Dragon is available today. The Outer Worlds 2 was shown with a trailer showcasing the game's tone and sense of humor by acknowledging the fourth wall of gamers who buy AAA titles. With lens flare jokes and big scary monsters like Borderlands-esque Dark Souls combinative monsters. Uh, Ironically, all of that is probably in the game itself, even though they sarcastically tease everything in the trailer as probably being in it, but they never really point to them being in it, but why make those 3D models? It's obvious everything is in the game and I'm here for it because the Outer Worlds 1 was bonkers. Outer Worlds 2 is available day one with Xbox Game Pass. We got, okay, we're going to deep dive this one because I'm a big Halo fan. I can't believe what they did in terms of reworking this game franchise. When we first saw Halo Infinite a few months back, maybe a year ago, it wasn't the most impressive thing in the world it was very polygonal minus how colorful it was it was very colorful but the new showcase showed halo infinite with the next installment in the halo series microsoft also announced the game's release in 2021 holiday uh, after being delayed last year due to the criticism of its graphics at the end of the xbox showcase phil spencer introduced redfall an open world new multiplayer shooter from the developers behind dishonored and prey announcing a summer 2021 release uh on the windows platform and Xbox. You can play it alone or together using supernatural powers slapping with the ooh child soundtrack that we see Star-Lord dancing to in Guardians of the Galaxy that I play every time in my head that I hear that song. A dark youthful group of enhanced individuals battle a faction of vampires with a modern outlook. Telekinetic abilities, robot sidekicks, these characters feel grounded in their smooth personalities and dialogue. It looks like fun in an otherwise grim world. I can't wait to shoot vampires with this group of characters. Redfall bites back summer 2022 or day one on xbox game pass sea of thieves also coming out of the xbox gaming conference uh we get sea of thieves a pirate's life a successor to the original pirates of the caribbean inspired game and even features the film series beloved protagonist captain jack sparrow the update comes to sea of thieves june 22nd with the pirates theme song opening the trailer i got chills i don't even play sea of thieves i just might start because of how long this this game's been out and how well received it is by the fans of this franchise rare seems you know back in step with a fresh collaboration with disney to bring a pirates of the caribbean update to an open server xbox exclusive if anybody remembers vivo pinata or or banjo kazooie there can't be less quality it's rare captain jack and davy jones are at odds and you get the chance to play in between their conflict i'm sure making use of any easter eggs that disney allowed them to have even giving them a name drop by captain jack himself self uh saying sea of thieves it felt somewhat immortalizing to me to have disney say your franchise's name it's almost like putting fortnite in uh avengers forever you're gonna remember that or at least that era and in which it can live on forever that comes june 22nd sea of thieves back for blood drops october 12th this year from the creators of left for dead the horde mode style gameplay is immediately shown hype music trap beats and the cartoony blood with head eating parasites i'm so down for this game already offering what appears to be a standard arsenal of arena shooter style weapons with some elemental twists i'm wondering how if any the gun enhancements may work but uh it ended with a corpse or style monster at the end of the trailer and i'm super down for it back for blood october 12th contraband a vague trailer of a jungle setting frozen in time from what looks to be like a smuggler hideaway and using what felt like an in-game camera mechanic to pan around the level uh to unveil the title i'm gonna keep my eye out for it it was very 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 vague, but I mean, it looks cool. It looks incredibly cool. There was a new Smash character announcement at the Nintendo conference this morning. Kazuya from the Tekken franchise burst their way onto the Smash scene as another combo character gracing us from another fighting game series. Much like Ken and Ryu, Kazuya takes note of their involvement with returning with familiar control schemes in the open invitation fighting arena world of Smash Bros. Ultimate. With crazy aerial combos and directed Cyclops-type laser beams, Kazuya is guaranteed to give me a run for my money when I play as most DLC characters tend to do I'm very unfamiliar whenever they show up life is strange gets a tease for their next installment life is strange true colors coming a re and, and a remastered life is strange bundle at the same time as the announcement in anticipation for the future games release we got worms rumble and guardians of the galaxy at the nintendo conference as the uh guardians of the galaxy will be the next game from idos montreal and it's going to be ported to the nintendo switch upon release maybe a a little bit after but we'll deep dive guardians of the galaxy in a little bit the metroid prime series has been long dormant although metroid prime 4 is in the works or it was in the works nintendo revealed there's another metroid game coming metroid dread the action is a very 2d like original game but it has 3d modeling as a lot of the games this year tend to have these very nostalgic callbacks to the the original formula of the genre but they announced it as metroid 5 which kind of drops the metroid prime title which allows me to believe that this is a more true to canon sequel that this goes forward in the metroid prime series regardless of title regardless what it may mean or whatever you want to call it this is a game i need to have if you're a metroid fan let's get in there and let's support this ubisoft revealed an avatar game as we said a little bit earlier ubisoft made a few announcement announcements at the e3 show on saturday the french publisher gave fans a closer look at the story for far cry 6 the sixth installment of the popular far cry series uh with john carlo as of Breaking Bad fame, launching on October 7th. A big surprise from the Ubisoft showcase was a game based on James Cameron 2009 sci-fi film Avatar, also within the Ubisoft conference as we stated a little bit earlier in the show. Avatar is going to give all of the colorful creatures of Pandora another look with all of the environments back from the Avatar universe, but Ubisoft also showed Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, the newest entry in the Rainbow Six Tactical Shooter series. The game was initially going to be called Rainbow Six Quarantine, but Ubisoft. Ubisoft changed it due to the controversy amid the coronavirus pandemic. Extraction comes out September 16th this year, but Ubisoft wasn't done there. They unveiled for Nintendo ahead of time of their conference a Mario and Ubisoft Raving Rabbids collaboration called Mario Plus Rabbids Spark of Hope, a sequel to 2017's Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. The game comes out next year on Nintendo Switch. Elden Ring, a little bit earlier talked about, comes out January 21st, 2022. With Bandai Namco publishing the game set in the Dark Souls universe, an open world game from from software in the mind of George R.R. R. Martin, we finally get a gameplay look at Elden Ring, which is gonna be sure to make me rage and break one of these PS5 controllers. I hope it's not the new cosmic red or whatever they're calling them, because I I'm probably gonna need a nerf controller. The bosses look absolutely titanic, impossible, lightning wielding dragons and long sword wielding maidens. I'll be running my horse into all of those cliffside jump pads to escape, unless the fog from Dark Souls prevents my escape from a boss fight, as they tend to do. When you press X and you cross through the fog and there's no escape, you might want to prepare yourself for the Dark Souls game before you get Elden Ring, so you know what you're in for. Here's hoping I see the Onion Knight continuity amongst this game. Maybe a demon from below, maybe a beast from the Boreal Valley. I'm super excited for Elden Ring. Coming out January 21st, 2022. Square Enix came out with a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Previously mentioned, it will be a single player title unlike a another game based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's Avengers, which got a mixed reception when it released in September with a freedom of story choices and what seems like alignment-specific story progression. Guardians of the Galaxy will offer you favor in uh, being friends with one of the specific Guardians as Peter Quill, like a single-player Avengers game with better shooting mechanics. As intense and hilarious a thrill ride with a grander extended Marvel Universe can be, the sense of scale is definitely there. The jokes are plentiful within the trailer we get a fresh look at some of the mcu property a little bit different a little bit reimagined without the likeness of the movie characters i'm excited to see how they play within that realm without touching on like very specific property they might be able to canonize or or show us a reimagining of a different character in a modern form battlefield 6 came out From DICE comes the next installment in the Battlefield franchise, complete with futuristic aircrafts, airdropped tanks, and that oh-so-sweet Battlefield score. Like an ever-evolving dubstep, fit perfectly to the rising action in a city landscape, soldiers retreat from a terrifying red storm to a casual elevator. All vibing for a second like that TMNT elevator scene where they're all jamming with each other, uh, before the roof becomes a massive battlefield. I guess we'll just use our wingsuits. As these soldiers jump off, we see a very good look at modern flight technology modern safety technology in the form of incredible wingsuits that we'll be able to use as players of the game we even get teased massive group firefights vehicles swarming overhead space travel I'm full in. Battlefield 2042, coming October 22nd, 2021. James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley, Willem Dafoe, are all back in an interactive thriller about a man stuck in a time loop. This game looks freaking crazy cool. Full of story. Uh, From a top-down angle, kind of indie style, with huge names on the project, we get the game 12 minutes. August 19th, 2021. That's 12 minutes. James McAvoy, 12 minutes. Psychonauts is coming back with Double... Double Fine, a crazy action-adventure sequel to the original Psychonauts, with a colorful cast of original character design with some familiar faces, Psychonauts 2 August 25th and Day 1 with Xbox Game Pass, but Game Pass kind of revealed during the Bethesda showcase that they have 12 more titles from Bethesda coming to the Game Pass, for a total of 30 Bethesda games coming to Game Pass. Looking like an enticing reason to get the Xbox Series X, if Halo wasn't already enough of a reason for myself, Doom Eternal is getting a next-generation optimization with 60 frames per second in ray tracing. I love Doom. This sounds super exciting. The update for next generation uh from Doom comes out June 29th for free regardless Xbox Series X, it's probably PS5 and everywhere you can get your Doom Eternal. Todd Howard, you son of a bitch, you did it. <laughs> I will curse your name and praise you at the same time. You did it, you did it, you son of a bitch. Todd Howard got me to buy Skyrim again for the 6th time. Yes, I counted last night. That is an accurate fact from Fatal Affair. We got that fact checked. I'm checking with my producer. That's fact checked. Checking with Doggo. Doggo, do you think that's fact checked? He said yes. I'm gonna buy Skyrim for the sixth time because it is the 10th anniversary celebrating Elder Scrolls and Skyrim as a whole since it released in 2011. We also got Fallout 76 getting an update for fans of the long, uh, (laughs) long progressing series. Long still updating series. Letting me know that they're gonna, uh, come out with more of an intention focused look at a militarized war that goes on within the fallout universe the steel brotherhood needing new recruits you'll be able to become one of those new recruits and a freaking american flag suit america i kind of wish there was a third choice that presented me in the trailer to join those cool ass mutants one of them looking like doomsday from dc comics i want to play fallout 76 now not gonna lie steel rain and fallout expeditions the pit coming to fallout 76 take a you know keep a lookout for that ESO also coming. Out of the Bethesda show, you get a look for the online game *Elder Scrolls Online* coming out by ZeniMax Studios. At the time of the stream, they were saying that it's probably going to be out today, but you know you'll be able to continue your journey through the *Elder Scrolls* universe. Um, I'm not a big ESO fan. I'm an *Elder Scrolls* proper fan, but nonetheless, this looked dark. This looked like Oblivion. We got to look at the Oblivion Gate. We got to look at some of the Daedric Lords. It looks pretty freaking cool. Also coming, something that looks a lot. Like gang beasts with a furry skin. I didn't think that this would be a thing, but it's damn near a carbon copy of Gang Beasts. We get a game called Party Animals coming to Xbox Game Pass uh day one coming in twenty twenty two. It's just a sandbox style fighting game. I won't say just because it looks like there's a lot of hard work into it, but a lot of hard work doing what? Refining gang beasts? Uh that's like saying The Witcher was refining Fable the entire time before its release. I don't know. I'm not gonna diss on it, but Party Animals comes out twenty. 2022. The smash hit roguelike Hades coming August 13th, 2021 to Xbox consoles. Hades taking game of the year last year, taking game of the year in all the Steam sales. This game is massively and wildly crazed about. Go play Hades coming to Xbox August 13th. We get a very War of the Worlds type game, very signs type game called Somerville coming 2022. A 3.5D style platformer with changing camera angles and intriguing semi futuristic sci-fi landscape with a theme of escape in mind reminding me of something, you know, something out of an Orson Welles book. That's Somerville coming 2022. Back to Halo Infinite. All right, guys, I wrote a whole thing about some Halo Infinite, so buckle in because this has now become the Halo Infinite show for the next five minutes. Halo Infinite is getting their multiplayer free-to-play, allowing fans of the free-to-play genre and Halo fans alike to at least try the game with delays and technical, uh, demonstration criticisms. They're back and it looks really, really, really good. I might say that just because it's Halo, but with Familiar Score blasting at me and a pelican flying towards a Halo ring in the distance, I got excited to see my boy John, Spartan 117, the Master Chief. Very Halo feeling cinematic of Master Chief moving through a destroyed and massacred space cruiser. Hearing Shane Downs again made me so excited. And we get Cortana kind of delivering a Don't Shoot the Messenger style delivery from Cortana. Prime. This is a remnant of Cortana left to give Master Chief a full detail and a message of what he has to look forward to. That that she's not here right now. Bay herself, Cortana, you know is already out in the universe and we're chasing her around the universe a love like no other. Cortana has a fresh makeover. The graphics and the music are back stronger than ever. The voice acting's on another level, very present very above the uh, compressed music score. Cortana has a very Pixar style face expression giving her a lot of snarky personality, semi-smooth animation transitions, and they probably feel that the style was very recent to appease fans, you know, so it's it's fresh, it's right out of the cracked egg, you know, right onto the fryer. We just gotta wait for the finished product, and you might enjoy your meal, because this is looking to be more and more like a product that I wanna buy. Something with made with love, I'm sure as the original rendition of the game looked, just didn't get received well by fans. Master Chief ever trying to convince Cortana of a truer mission beyond the emotions that ironically plague the artificial intelligence cortana throughout the halo franchise the dynamic duo installed together for another wild ride through the halo universe up to 120 frames a second and a free multiplayer season a full paid for campaign halo infinite launches this holiday 2021 the multiplayer trailer is so fucking satisfying pardon my language that's a quality ass game right there i got halo jimmy's watching this i'm gonna have to get me a series x just to play the living hell out of this Halo. Getting back to my roots in a fresh and familiar Halo outlook, but now this time I've got a fucking grappling hook. For aerial vehicles, for grenades chucked into the air, you know, I'm hoping that that's a pickup or an armor ability so people aren't just using grappling hooks everywhere, every which way. But, you know, it looks very constant in the Halo combat experience. I'm sure the 4v4 is a very classic, you know, classic as ever, with many different game modes, uh, ranging from oddball to slayer to King of the Hill, and so on. We got to look at rocket launchers, energy swords, all of it free to play in the multiplayer for Halo Infinite coming holiday 2021. Finish the fight. Spartans never die. Euden Chronicle 100 Heroes, a Japanese RPG which Xbox seems to, you know, lack a little bit of the department of. Xbox showcased Iyuden Chronicle 100 Heroes, a beautiful 3D world using 2D sprites and a gorgeous turn-based style fighting mechanic with a very original use of battle cinematics. It looks very engaged. Aging, you know, get ready for a new war. Ayuden Chronicle 100 Heroes is coming 2023, but if you can't wait that long, Auden Chronicle Rising coming 2022. Seems like a good way to, you know, get into the game with expectations of a great sequel. Both of them are available day one on Xbox Game Pass. The Ascent, a Diablo-style cyberpunk-esque dystopian future game coming July 29th, day one, on the old Xbox Game Pass. We get The Ascent. Real-time strategy game, age of empires is launching their fourth installment october 28th and day one with game pass the trailer felt more like a commercial in a real life fashion the way it was filmed merging scenes with gameplay and uh real life scenes altogether that's age of empires 4 october 28th diablo 2 september 23rd 2021 relive the tale of the dar- dark wanderer remastered with 4k 60 fps on next generation consoles get your diablo fix for diablo 4 and considering they just added the classic road in the next installment, the rogue class, it might be a good time to brush up on your Diablo. Prepare to return to hell, Diablo 2 Resurrected, September 23rd, 2021. 15 player Among Us lobbies, coming to Among Us, shown in the Xbox showcase, you can now have a big ol' group for big ol' group arguments. Coming to Xbox, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid's Style Obsidian Entertainment Original Grounded, they get a Doom and Shroom update, described in a showcase trailer, featuring a Dark Souls-ass spider boss that apparently is flipping fucking terrifying, but it's okay because they have an arachnophobia slider. You can turn it into an adorable blob creature or the scariest of spiders to ever grace this planet. Slider leaves you with no features at all. It's just this big sperm-like egg creature. I don't know. (laughs) It looks crazy. I can beat it probably. That's coming to Xbox Game Preview, June 30th. Replaced! This next one looks innovative from the start, blending 3D environments and 2D pixelated sprites. It's a beautiful game, contrasting the use of both art styles in an ominous and fearsome environment, mysterious 80s DOS computers, and uh, a little worse for wear type world. The use of 3D and pixel sprites was so engaging, I was entranced by the dark atmosphere, replaced is coming 2022. We get a new snowboarding game, because there can never be enough snowboarding games. One of my favorite sport games to play was always SSX, and you know, that more realistic one i can't remember what that one was called steep i want to say that came out a few years ago it wasn't that great not crazy impressive in terms of snow graphic advancement but it looks pretty fun shredders comes out december 2021 on the xbox series x and s and day one on xbox game pass that's shredders we also got to look at atomic heart this one looks fucking rad a zany trailer like the electric other side of the era opposite to heart of chernobyl we get a crazy first uh, person shooter rpg using powers that felt very familiar to bioshock use of supernatural abilities in an open post-apocalyptic world in atomic heart battle mustached robots day one when it uh, releases on xbox game pass a new trailer for far cry 6 from ubisoft the next installment of the far cry series you'll need the right tool for the right job a brutal trailer of your protagonist going on a murder spree to demonstrate sick-ass gameplay that a bunch of high octane thrills and a badass montage a punk rock rooster can be used for for distraction. You've even got a multi-tool backpack loaded with explosives. Far Cry 6 coming soon from Ubisoft. And then we get a very adorable cartoon world with a vacuum gun like Luigi's Mansion. But it's towards not ghosts, but slimes of all different kinds of creatures. Bunny slimes, butterfly slimes. You are the Slime Rancher. 2022 Slime Rancher 2 comes out day one on Xbox Game Pass. Xbox also revealed Microsoft Flight Simulator coming out July 27th, 2021, A realistic flight simulation game being adapted to the Xbox Series X and S. The trailer shows the graphic and the world tech uh, with jaw-dropping landscapes and 4K. And some of them looked so hyper-realistic. Travel all over the world in a wide array of planes. Visit breathtaking wonders of the world from the air. The sky is calling. Microsoft Flight Simulator. With a free Top Gun expansion coming fall 2021, day one on Xbox Game Pass. We also get a look at Forza Horizon 5. An Xbox exclusive featuring insane cars, a slapping soundtrack, and hyper-realistic drivescapes. They pulled out all the tech stops as they tend to do with these racing games. Fast and beautiful, with interactive engaging environments, see the water hit your screen as you drive through waterfalls, rivers, jungles, urban and rural cities, lush cactus deserts and driftable sands. It's gorgeous and kinda fucking crazy for a racing game if I do say so myself. Go into the eye of a sandstorm, drive down snowy mountains into a fucking volcano. Take Take place in the open world of Mexico. You can race passable players at any time. You can use the insanely realistic camera they have for pictures. You can literally lie to my face and say you went to Mexico and took that picture itself. They use actual world feed to cross reference the location of the game where you are in the game for the most realistic look they could possibly get on a 12 hour video feed that's looped in the game so that they can give you full realism anywhere you are. I seriously thought I was looking at a real google map footage before before they went behind the car for the gameplay camera. You can get in the cars of all makes and models, uh, Bugattis, uh, Ferraris, anything you can pro- probably imagine. It was probably the most impressive thing, one of the most impressive things I saw during the entire convention. Ending the demonstration with a Hot Wheels Grand Theft Auto ass sandbox mode, I'm there entirely. I actually love the Horizon series, so bet your bottom dollar I'm gonna grab this on the Series X, November 9th or day one on Xbox Game Pass. There's a new Battle Royale coming, but not so much new it was already tested on steam audiences and now it's getting a global launch on august 12th with an open beta june 16th to june 22nd we get naraka Blade Point by Twenty Four Entertainment, a battle royale with over a hundred thousand already active players using traditional melee weapons in an insane co-op up close action shooter style. Uh, we get that August twelfth. Naraka Blade Point. So dodgeball is looking very very popular with Knockout City leading a new dodgeball revolutionary craze. And I'm not gonna compare it to Knockout City, but come on man, what else do I got at this point? We get Dodgeball Academia. In a reveal, we see the dodgeball turn RPG coming 2021. Get rude with food in ramen, a cartoon-based face uh, based action fighter coming soon. We also got Dying Light 2 shown at the PC gaming show. As Aiden, choice and consequence will plague you on a quest to find a little girl from your memories known as Mia. You must journey to desolate locations and the site of infection in the parkour action RPG open-world zombie game. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Coming out December 7th, 2021. Humankind, a strategy game with closed beta invitations through twitch drops weirdly enough showing a trailer of a woman embodying her avatar for a real-time strategy type experience almost something like farmville or or more accurately like civilization right coming august 17th 2021 they always run a mad max style futuristic 2d platformer rpg with classic rpg elements and super cool post apocalyptic story they always run coming soon orcs must die 3. The next installment of the Orc Must Die franchise coming July 23rd, 2021. We also get another installment in Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Continuing the Masquerade storyline, you must uncover the whereabouts of your daughter Halsey from an insidious medical facility. Seek out the truth in Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song coming soon. Arena Kaiju fighting game Gigabash. Take control of iconic and original monsters and a beat-em-up with your friends and a four-player fighter Gigabash coming soon. Soon. Defend your timeline and first person arena shooter Lemnis Gate, coming August 3rd, with open beta in July. Next Space Rebels, a game where you simulate rocket launches through virtual crowdsourcing. Go to the drawing board and make rockets using Earth GPS feed, launching fall 2021. Build your own homebrew rockets in Next Space Rebels. You, we get a gorgeous open world Norse Diablo like RPG called War Tales, also coming 2021. Next is Ixion. This game also looks flippin' bonkers, man. A world premiere from the PC game showcase, we see a trailer where an aeronautic science division called Dolos, led by CEO Veneer Dolos, raving about pioneering space and evolution in a tech demo at some sort of investor's convention, talking about being masters of our own destiny, but at the end of the trailer, the tech discussed, the Vol engine blows up part of the moon, revealing a fiery core. Coming 2022, Ixion. That's all for Fatal Fanfare Part one on our E3 coverage. Tune into part two coming um, a little bit later in the week, maybe a couple days after this one, or it might already be up on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. I thank you for joining me. This has been the Fatal Fanfare. E3 is here! What's going on? It is your boy Fatal. Uh, I know the show's over, but make sure to check out part two of our two-part series. This has been the E3 coverage coming from Fatal Affair, which is now on Spotify, Google, Apple, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out, follow us, leave us a review, and tune into the show at twitch.tv slash Fatal Affair. Thanks for tuning in.